0: Love Talk Radio. And what's going on, Block Talk Radio Nation? It is Friday, and you are tuned in once again to page one. I am LeVar, and as always, I am joined by my lovely co-host out on the west coast, as I am here in snowy Chicago, and she's out in, I think, uh, cool, it's Las sunny. Vegas. It's sunny. It's <laughs> sunny, but cool, I guess. I don't think it's like 90 there. but uh, It
1: is not 90. It's like 60. Yeah. It's cold. People are in Parkinson's.
0: Yes, so Mary, Mary is in a park today, so uh, she <laughs> <want, laughs> has kept her uh, Midwest uh, leather coat, and uh, she's wearing that now. But um, <laughs> we are with you here, of course, every Friday at this time for page one. There's so much to talk about today. Um, you know, the funniest thing, one of our stories today... Uh, before I get to that one, we got one before that. But uh, today, according to Twitter, is Cleavage Appreciation Day. <laughs> um, really? Uh, yes, according to the folks at Twitter, today is Cleavage Appreciation Day. I'm trying to figure out why just today only. I mean, that's kind of like every. Well, no,
1: today you can actually do it without getting slapped.
0: Y- well, yes, without, without being slapped or looking like a perf, yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, I know you weren't here last week. Uh, we talked about... Manti tale. there's just so much weirdness that comes more and more from this story. <laughs> more and more stuff that has broken over the last day and a half. Of course, yesterday he had his big interview with Katie Couric. Um, and then late yesterday came some uh, snippets of telephone conversations, uh, according to Deadspin, who first broke the story. And it sounded like a young lady. According to Mm -hmm. those sources, it was the young man who was responsible for pulling this elaborate hoax. And now there are some stories saying that it's not the young man and that it is a lady. I don't know. That's a really good lady. If he that (laughs) that phone call. I
1: don't know. I've heard a local radio station did a dude sounds like a lady this morning. They had some good ones. I mean, they had some bad ones. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not going to lie, there were some really, really bad ones But there were some good ones I was like, wow, I, if I didn't know That sounds like a girl Yeah,
0: yeah uh, You know, it, it just This whole thing just To me, like I said last week There are two sides at fault here The ones that pulled the hoax And the one that actually was hoax Now normally I don't like to blame the victim But in this case, he knew before then And continued on with this story why did he not come out then said, Hey, you know, I just found out I was the victim of a hoax, you know, and that this may not be true. But he went through with this throughout the month of December, into January and up till the uh championship game and it continued on. I think it's far worse when you continue on with the lie and you already knew what the truth was. Maybe that's just
1: Yes, but sometimes people's egos get in the way. They don't want you to know that they were stupid. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, I don't want to. I don't normally blame the victim either, because the victim is the victim. They're not supposed to get blamed. However, yeah. in this case, he is more than a victim. He's a participant. I, I'm sorry. After how long was he a fake girlfriend for? Two years?
0: Yeah, for something about that ridiculous time. like that. Yep.
1: After I'm sorry. After six months, if I haven't met somebody that I'm supposed to meet and that we're supposed to be getting really close to online, yeah, you don't exist.
0: It, it's just an amazing story. And I, there's more and more that breaks, and it's like I, I'd love to comment on it, but even then, some of the full stories about this aren't out. And I have a feeling part of this story is going to change again in another interview. I, I just don't know. Um,
1: it's a it's a mess and a half. I will say that much I don't know how much of it is he was being dumb and how much of it is that he was feeling um, insecure about how he fell for it for so long, um, if he did fall for it for so long, because nobody really, really knows.
0: You know, I, I, some-
1: it's I somehow
0: have a feeling that the fine folks at Lifetime <laughs> are going to...
1: Oh, the Man Tytale story is already in the works. Are you kidding nope. me? As soon as it broke, it was in the works. They're but just tweaking I, it as it develops.
0: But you and I know Lifetime. Lifetime's not going to do it according to Man Tale. It'll be like a story ripped from the headlines, and they'll have, like, a female basketball player or something like that. They're not going to go in Man Tytale. They're not going to watch a guy's story like that. They're going to go straight from, like, somewhere else where it's something along the lines of that. I don't think they'll do a Man tale. No, they're going to do a group. <laughs>
1: like, there's a group of people. That are that's their job, and then they do like an entire team or something, like the Baltimore Ravens.
0: The whole thing's just crazy right now, and like I said, there's still things breaking on this story. I'd love to chat about it, but I have a feeling we'll be talking about this story again sometime down the road. So, <laughs> um, it's of, the
1: story of 2013.
0: Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> I I really, really hope not. Speaking of kind of crazy and out there, um, I respect respect this man because he is a person of cloth, I guess. But (laughs) Pat Robertson, a couple of weeks ago, said that, quote, awful-looking women are to blame for a romance-deficient marriage. Now, it all started when a 17-year-old boy wrote to Maxim Magazine asking for advice on how to get his video game-loving dad to pay more attention to his mom. Now, Robertson declined to offer the teen some advice of his own during a recent episode in the Christian Broadcasting Network 700 Club. He says, quote, It may be your mom isn't as sweet as you think she is. She may be kind of hard-nosed. Robertson then went on to say that awful-looking women can be to blame for certain maritable problems. He says, a woman came to a preacher that I know, and she was awful-looking. I mean, her hair was all torn up, and she was overweight and looked terrible, clothes, bad, and everything. And she said, oh, Reverend, what can I do? My husband has started to drink. And the preacher looked at her and said, Madam, if I was married to you, I'd start to drink, too. You need to cultivate romance, darling. You always have to keep that spark of love alive. It just doesn't something that just lies there. Well, I'm married to him, so he's got to take me slatternly looking. You've got to fix yourself up look pretty. This isn't the first time that Robertson has blamed women's appearances for marital problems. Uh, Back in 2010, a caller asked him how to get her husband to stop flirting with other women, and he told her that first thing is you need to make yourself as attractive as possible and don't hassle him about it. There's a lot more to this, but I know that you're salivating at the chance to uh, offer your response, and it is?
1: My response is, I am so glad he's like 9,000 years old. (laughs) Because he obviously has not grown up in any kind of modern era ever. He is like, I don't even want to call him, like, Antidulean or whatever that stupid word is. It's like he's from the era of, like, King Arthur. Seriously, it's the woman's fault so the men are not to blame for anything? I want, i just, really, really? And let's say you're beautiful. You brought it up. Halle Berry. She's beautiful. Yeah. So if she's beautiful, obviously that can't be the reason that marriages fail, people. <laughs> Just because they look good don't mean that the marriage works. Sorry. Hey, and there's that 1950 song that if you want to be happy for the rest of your life, never make a pretty <laughs> woman your wife. There you go. <laughs> I think crave- I wanted to, though. Now it's in my head. But, no, this guy is ridiculous. I just want to slap him. And I can't believe he's still married. And that woman that he's married to, she should slap him.
0: I cringe, when I, heard. Yeah, I cringe when I heard the story. I couldn't believe this is coming from a reverend of all people.
1: Well, it I is think... kind of a fake. Yeah, I, I, I put him I in could... the same category as Scientology.
0: <laughs> and at the end of the day, I don't know if I would want... To you. And like I said, I respect for whatever it is And I'm not going to sit here and say don't follow him, Whatever, that's your decision mm-hmm. But yeah, at the just... end of the day I'm not sure if I could follow a person of the cloth That is telling me that I'm ugly And that I'm to blame for whatever issues I have No, <laughs> that you're
1: solely to blame Yes Not that just you're to blame Because he's correct I'm sorry If I married someone And he was 6'2 and Ripped to the teeth, and he was gorgeous, and he was wonderful, and he was all that stuff. He's passionate and engaged. And then five years down the road, he's like 700 pounds, played video games, no passion, no engagement, nothing. Now it's just like, hey, I'm married to you. You're supposed to love me now. Yeah, okay. I, I am to blame for that, for letting it go that long, but then he's to blame for that, for letting it go. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, everybody has a role to play. Yeah. No one is solely responsible for a failed marriage.
0: No, no. No uh, one. Is. I,
1: both parties I, I, are responsible. One party may be more responsible than the other, but both parties are irresponsible if their marriage fails.
0: Yeah, My I opinion. agree. I I agree with you. And like I said, I I respect the good reverend for his the title that he holds, but I vehemently and disagree with his his assessment of why they had that issue. I think, Reverend, you need to go back to the drawing board and come up with a better answer. Um, Mm -hmm. Speaking of, uh, well, you know, earlier at the top of the show, I mentioned that this was Cleveland's Appreciation Day. One person who probably will not appreciate it much will be the boyfriend of a Washington woman. And yes, this did happen. A Washington woman is accused of using her breast to smother and kill her boyfriend after an altercation at their mobile home. <laughs> Donna Lang, a 51-year-old woman from Everett, right. Washington, is believed to have suffocated her boyfriend to death with her breast on January 12th. Deputies called to the airport and trailer park at 1245 a.m. for a disturbance report Found medics performing CPR on Lang's 51-year-old alleged boyfriend, who was later pronounced dead at Swedish Hospital. Now KIRO7 reports that witnesses claim that they saw Lang throw her boyfriend down in the back of the mobile home. She was later found by witnesses with her chest covering the victim's face. Police noted the size difference between Lang and her boyfriend. She was five feet six inches and 192 pounds. He was five feet seven inches, 175 pounds. Now other women around the world are known to have allegedly used their breasts as weapons. In November, a German lawyer, Tim Schmidt, claimed his girlfriend tried to smother him with her 38 double D breasts. Schmidt said she pretended it was a sex game. He said he asked her why she wanted to smother him to death with her breasts, and she told him, Treasure, I wanted your death to be as pleasurable as possible. That 33-year-old woman was reportedly accused of attempted manslaughter with a weapon, and a U.K. mother of three nearly smothered her boyfriend with her 40 double L breasts while they were having sex in 2010. She mistook his flailing for excitement until she noticed that he had stopped moving and appeared to not be breathing. Luckily, the man regained consciousness, but the two broke up shortly thereafter.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least that one was accidental.
0: Yeah, that one was accidental.
1: I'm just sad that I never thought of it. I mean, I (laughs) thought of it, but I never thought that it could actually happen.
0: (laughs) Yes, it can actually happen.
1: I, I'm just trying to get the picture. There's a picture. few people that I wouldn't mind
0: <laughs>
1: right before I broke up to have smothers.
0: I'm pretty sure it does. I'm trying to get the picture of that guy flailing about with excitement, and she's, think, she's sitting there thinking, oh, yeah, he really likes this. I think if the guy's flailing about. Chances are something's not right.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I don't know. Sometimes flailing happens.
0: Now, I could make the joke, what a way to go, but. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't think he liked it, though. See, that's the thing. If the accidental one didn't make it, what a way to go. They were in the middle of something that was supposed to be fun.
0: Um. Now, they didn't say in that report how big the woman was, but can you imagine, though, if you're at the service for this guy, and you're like, oh, how did he pass? Well, he was smothered to death with her boobs.
1: (laughs) What I want to know is how long would that take? Because you would have to think that, No offense to anyone else. I have some large hooters. I'm not going to lie. I really do. I'm a 38 double, or I'm a 38D. Or am I a double D now? I don't remember. (laughs) Whatever. I have large breasts. It's a joke in my family. Even with large breasts, they still move about. I mean, they're like fluid. Unless they're like fake, where they're solid. And even fake boobs nowadays are not that solid. You know, they're not like...
0: No, you know Punch what, you
1: fake,
0: yeah, some of the fake, fake boobs, fluid. I, I haven't seen too many fake boobs that are, or, um, or felt, uh, some were hard, you know, I, I, like, I, I think only once or twice have I felt some that have been like soft, but I, I I would think that by her doing that would be the same equivalent as somebody smothering someone with a pillow.
1: Right, so you'd have to have some force on that. yeah. So you'd have to be bigger than your boyfriend, pretty much, or at least stronger than your boyfriend.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> or have them tied up.
0: Those are the only on the ways that I
1: could think of that happening. And if you have them tied up, then hey, you know what, dude, that's your first mistake. <laughs> what, do you, what do you
0: What do you put on the death certificate for that?
1: <laughs> asphyxiation.
0: I yes. <laughs>
1: bodily asphyxiation. <laughs>
0: Uh, actually, I, I do have a semi-funny story, but uh, I'm not going to – I still want to share it, but I, I can't. I, I'm going to tell Mary about it later, and then uh, – <laughs> uh, Yay! <laughs> it, it, it's it's all something. Yeah, it's involving something along the lines of that. I, you know, I just thought about it before I wanted to talk about it, and I like, no, I can't do it, because it was a story told to be a child. But uh, it, it – <laughs> Y'all are <laughs> but, jealous. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, but it, it is kind of it, – it's – it is something to to think about. If you make your girlfriend that, and they are big-chested, they could pretty much, I mean, if they wanted to, and they could say, hey, we were having sex. I didn't know, and it was an accident, you know?
1: Absolutely. And then break wow. out the tears.
0: <laughs> wow. Yes. Happy National Cleavage Day.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, um... Are you a person that goes to a restaurant? Now, I know a few friends that are guilty of this. Do you go to the restaurant and actually take pictures of the food that you eat?
1: Heck no.
0: I, I, I don't want a record pe- of that. Now I, know some, now, I know some people who are guilty of that, and what they do is that sometimes what they'll do is that they'll go to the restaurant and uh, they'll take pictures and they'll put it on their Facebook and then they will either put it on that or Pinterest, Pinterest or whatever it's called. I don't know. I don't have it. But no, in this in this age of social media, a lot of people like doing that. And sugar bugs now have been posting images of their restaurant meals online for all to see, and the behavior only become more common through the uses, of, as we said, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and whatever service was launched yesterday. And now some chefs are saying it's gone too far. And a spokesman for a number of New York City restaurants told the New York Times that, quote, it reached epic proportions. Everybody wants to get their shot. They don't care how it affects people around them. One of the celeb chefs uh, that uh, this spokesman reps is David Booley, who says that when people pull out their cameras, some even going so far as to stand on their chairs to get a bird's eye shot, it's a disaster in terms of momentum, settling into the meal and great conversation that develops, and it's hard to build a memorable evening when flashes are flying every six minutes. Now, Brooklyn Fair, a tiny little restaurant where all 18 diners sit at one large table in the kitchen, banned food photography in the last year. The eatery's owner said that some customers are not happy about the policy. According to uh, the same person telling the Times, it says, quote, some people are arrogant about it. They don't understand why, but we explain that it's one big table, and we want the people around you to enjoy their meal. They pay a lot of money for this meal, and it became even a distraction for the chef. And um, a woman who teaches a class in iPhone food photography, yes, there is an actual thing, says that the first rule she gives to her students is, quote, no flash. Not only do some do some consider it rude, especially in dark restaurants, but often makes the food look like a mess. But for his part, Chef Booley is trying to appease food photogs and keep things civil in his dining room. He tells the Times that he'll sometimes invite people to take photos of their meal in the kitchen. He's also working on a system that will provide customers with pics of their food before they finish eating. <sighs> Have we gone so far now as to where we've got to do that? Bless you.
1: Right. yes, we've gone too far. Why do you want to picture your food? Now, I'm not, I'm not, okay. I am guilty of taking picture of food. I am. However, most of the time the food is something either I made or I have laid out or it's mine. It's my house. You know, it's not It's not out and about and going, hey, look, I'm at DQ and I'm having this Sunday. Pfft. Now, if it's something ridic- ridiculous, like, I don't know, like a kitchen sink that has like 7,000, of ice cream, okay, then I'd take a picture of it because that's just gargantuan and you need ridiculousness taken care of, you know. You, you, know, have, to, you have to document ridiculousness. But that's as far as I would go. Yeah, and even like then, said, no flash, I wouldn't, it would be as discreet as possible. Yeah.
0: If yeah, I could I like get the that,
1: picture without anybody knowing I was taking the picture, I wouldn't take the picture.
0: <laughs> and like I said, I have friends who, Used to do that, and they'll be like, "Oh, I gotta take a picture of this." They'll take a picture of it, and then they'll post it to, you know, their Facebook page or whatever that they have. And I'm like, I just want to (laughs) eat. And it's become sad, but yes, at this age of going out, think about it next time. How many people actually now don't really chat? And it's like during that long wait everybody's on their phone or has their head deep into their phone, and they're either going through messages or on their Facebook page or they're doing whatever else and having conversations, and it's changed now. The art of going out pretty much is the same as what it is when you're at home on your own. You're on the phone and you're not really paying attention to the people around you. And, yeah, I can see where some restaurants get a little mad about that because that flash does get disturbing because if I'm sitting at the next table and you're going up and around and trying to take a picture from, you know, 20 feet up and – going all over the place, yeah, it can be distracting. So. And on
1: top of that, if I'm at the table next to you, I don't want to be on your Facebook page.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I ain't your friend.
1: Don't include uh, me. Yeah,
0: so.
1: You know, depending on which angle you're going for. No, I just, I, I think it's weird. It's weird that um, people forgot how to talk to each other. Yeah. That's how this whole anti-TAO thing came about. People forgot how to talk to each other.
0: Pretty much. Much. I don't know. I just
1: it's it's a weird thing to take pictures of food. I try not to if I can get away with it.
0: Well, speaking of going out, uh if there's no time to go out to the bar and start a conversation. Try online dating. No time to browse through the thousands of profiles? No worries. There's a new app called OK, uh, well, OK Cupid has a new app for your smartphone that will get you out in about 2 minutes. The new app called Crazy Blind Dating is just what it sounds like. Now, instead of listening to your crazy Aunt Marge go on and on about her friend Sylvia's son, who graduated from Yale, but you're terrified he's a monster and he's never left his mother's basement, now you can choose your blind date for the evening in seconds flat. Choose the time you'd like to meet and place, and OKCupid okay, sends you not one match, but four. The catch, and of course there is a catch, the catch <laughs> is the faces are scrambled. Your date is literally a puzzle. But the choices are based on an algorithm or of who you might get along with based on your OKCupid profile, their proximity to you, and their availability at the time you request it. Send a request and show up, and voila, you're dating. That is, of course, if your date shows up. Now, OKCupid was founded uh, when a couple of people, uh, uh, Sam Yagin, who also talked to Yahoo Shrine, said that uh, they wanted to start a dating site with a blind date button <laughs> and uh, pretty much uh, thus the app became developed. I'm going to ask you here um, and by the way they do say that they expect that uh, men to be the main users of it in the 80 to 20 ratio so those men will be probably the best men if they go on a date and get a rad review they will be weeded out. On top of that there's more of them than, than women so anytime a girl wants to date she's got one. But are you trusting an app to now tell you who to date? And even then, are you trusting a picture that scrambled like a puzzle? <laughs> I think the
1: puzzle thing is fun uh, because then you have to sit there and try and figure out what he looks like. Um, I like puzzles, though. I'm weird like that. Do I trust an online dating site? No. Um, I think it would be a good place to start. Um a lot of people are nervous, they don't know and with everybody moving to places that they don't know for jobs or whatever. Um, somebody like me who has been out of the dating game for quite a while, those kind of um jump starts I guess are helpful, but I wouldn't sit here and say, I'm gonna meet my next whatever off this website. That probably won't happen. But you also have to do all the work on the inside. There's that whole internal, you have to be ready for it. If you're not ready for it, it doesn't matter what website you're using, you're not going to find somebody that you like.
0: Yeah. So yeah if so you much go
1: into it lightheartedly and in the spirit of a blind date, I think it will work out fine. It's just a fun twist on how to do it. I don't know about four. That would be interesting. If all four showed up. fun um. for you! <laughs> that would be really interesting. <laughs> I'd like to see what would happen if something like that happened, where all four people showed
0: up. Uh, it'll be like an episode of Eliminate.
1: <laughs> not you, not you, not. Can you all sit behind a screen so I don't see
0: thing? You know, I love that show because there was Bachelor Number
1: it.
0: One. Well, with Eliminate, I love that show because there was something about it where you can go on a date with four people, and pretty much along the way. You went on the first date. You had your, somebody had their chance to, you know, make their mark, and if they didn't, you had a chance to pretty much eliminate them, and then go on and, t- on, and on until you were down to the final one. I actually like that more. <laughs> but um, yeah, it uh, it goes to show how far along we've come in terms of apps and everything else that we do and this.
1: and rely on.
0: Yeah, in this technological world now that we uh, live in and how we depend on now apps to tell us who to date. But, of course, with everything that you do, we always say that there is a hint of beware because now you're hearing a lot more stories about stuff that's been going on through uh, different dating sites and some undesirables that happen to pray those sites, so you always have to keep your eye open on that, too. So Yes.
1: Absolutely. I mean, no, it, it's not... It's just like going out and dating in person. I mean, if the guy seems creepy, don't do it. If the girl seems creepy, go away, you know. Like, it's the same thing. It's just now it's online, and figuring out whether or not they're creepy takes a little bit more finesse.
0: Well, we got three minutes. Uh, I just want to say catch us on at Newscom at BTR. We actually have a caller. So Keep in mind, caller, we've got three minutes. So actually you might have probably about a minute and a half to talk. I uh, will bring you up, and
2: are you there? Well, hi, Lavar, hi Mary. Hi, hey. how
0: you doing?
2: Hi, my, my name's Salah Dean from New York City. I'm good. How are you? Very good. good. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. I think um one thing uh uh I have avoided uh the bar scene and clubs, it's a meat market and I, now when I uh, pursue I don't pursue dating. People say I'm dating. I pursue if I'm going to go out and need to uh look for I'm actually looking for a mate. I'm not just looking for fun anymore because too, it's too much of a risk just to go out and for 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 a few laughs cuz you know it, it's it's not worth it to me to go out and the gauntlet of the chapter run just either for sex or or just for a few laughs to just go out and date. I'm actually looking for a, a mate or a partner when I when I'm uh, pursuing, you know, going out. And I certainly wouldn't go to a club. Yeah. I certainly wouldn't go to a club. Mhm. Yeah, uh, it's,
0: it's definitely. Yeah, you definitely have, you know, to be careful when you go to these different places. And you don't hear. I mean, it's rare when you hear about somebody actually finding somebody at the club um. <laughs> or the bar. Yeah, or the, the bar. bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm. that is very interesting. But uh, yeah, so. No, I agree with you. It's just it's one of those things where you have to have your mind made up and go out and, and
2: if 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 you go out a church, uh, there's so many movements of, of where you have the same values. I mean, yeah. join the join is you know whether it's whatever movement it is, you know, a, a, a you know Democratic Party, Republican Party. Um, you know uh some you know greenpeace or whatever you you find somebody in those organizations where people have the same values and you're dealing with their humanity and just not their body you go to a club people dress up they're perpetrating a fraud usually on their best behavior um what can you tell from a person in a loud place you can't really talk to anyone about their humanity uh, i love it's this so, guy
1: thanks <laughs> you can't tell
2: anything I just don't. I don't get it. You know. So, so you you you're connecting with a human being who happens to be a member of the opposite sex, and because I'm heterosexual, I'm attracted in terms of opposite sex. But ultimately, I'm looking for, uh, I'm looking looking to you for your humanity, not just your yeah. sexuality. Well, with that,
0: I agree with you. But we'll have to leave it there because the clock on the wall is now telling me that I, I love you guys. Time. I
2: listen to you often in archives. I love you both.
0: Well, thank you so much down. for listening. Thank you. Thank
2: you. you. Bye.
0: And with that, my friend, we've got about five seconds. You got any shout-outs this week? No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) We'll keep it right there. Well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Of course, catch us over at News Comment VTR on Twitter. And until next, we meet for Mary. I'm LeVar, and we'll see you next week. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, everybody.